So, April, how has your 2020 coronavirus experience been going so far? You know, so far it's, it's gone well. Um, March 20, I think March 15, going on lockdown, you know, I teach group fitness and immediately out my students were panicking they're like yeah they don't like their routines interrupted so i went right into live stream so i'm actually was pretty busy during quarantine i just took what i do in person and took it virtual and i just so, hey, since lockdown <laughs> yeah oh oh nice april that's awesome by the way shane did i have for the sports i'm sorry i did not mean to interrupt um my service was just going out. I thought you were done. Um, what I wanted to ask, so tell us about like um, fitness and um, what you do, and how did this, and how did you get this whole thing started? So, um, twenty years ago, um, I stumbled to my first class at Bally's. Uh, just took a class. You know, you go into gym, you get curious. I took a class. That was twenty years ago. Um, I was an, a senior accountant with Arsenio in Dallas. And about 15 years fast forward, um, I'm still taking classes. I decided to become an instructor. So I've actually been teaching now for almost five years, uh, group fitness and then yoga for the last two years. Um, and then I, it just became my passion and I decided to just let go of the accounting um, job and pursue my love for fitness. So now I teach full time. I teach at LA Fitness and Fit Factory. Um, I teach virtual also. I, I had to teach virtual because once we went to lockdown right mid-March, um, you know, I teach, I have a lot of students, just couldn't leave them hanging. So I just, you know, learned Zoom, learned the, all the platforms that I could live stream and just continue. So I've actually been teaching since lockdown. So back to your question, I, I've been really busy. And that's when the whole uh, Happy Glutes came in, which I'll talk about a little bit later with the fabric band. Um, I was able to start a, a, a business through it all. So I can't complain. Would you say it's easier or harder to do a class through Zoom than it is in a studio? It's definitely much harder. Because, you know, in a studio, group fitness is known for its energy. So you come in, you get all uh, different types of people. They may be coming from work. They may be coming from maybe a stay-at-home mom that's been home all day looking forward to that workout in the evening. So our job as instructors is to take them out of all of that, what they, you know, the real world. They come in the studio. That part is difficult, yes, but, you know, it's deep, but we create energy as a group working out and it becomes to be a habit because you look forward to that hour or however long classes now virtual i was in my makeshift studio in the garage um there was no energy so if i you know i'm, I'm talking to basically a screen and funny story there'd be you know might be a, a bee that could come in or uh, you know my dog <laughs> but there's no energy coming back to you as far as like your participants so um, I'll call people's names out, and it's just me in the garage. But you gotta have that same energy you have in the studio, in the garage, if, if that makes sense, because they're relying on you now from home. And with the, with the COVID, everybody's kind of down, you know, stuck at home, maybe bored, depressed. Hopefully, not nothing extreme, but you know, at least they can come to my virtual class and kind of I'll take them out of that 
whatever they're feeling. So it's definitely much harder virtual than in studio. Are you able to keep the level of enthusiasm when you're going through your Zoom, when you're going through Zoom meetings? Because it seems like it's harder to maintain that level when you don't have that person-to-person -person interaction. It's, it's definitely hard. Um, but again, um, I've, you know, I've been immersed in group fitness for 20 years and it being um, taking on this role for the last five, uh, my students know I can, I can turn on, it, it, it's a stage, it's a performance, you're actually performing. I tell all instructors that I, I mentor and I train that that stage, where whether it's your house, your, the studio, that's your stage, you've got to perform. If you had a crappy day or maybe you're, you're not feeling 100%, you, you still got to do your job as an instructor and motivate um, your students. And sometimes I'll have one student, sometimes I'll have 80, you know, and that one person's relying on you to have that, that energy if you had 80. So it's definitely much harder, but I feel with my experience, I, I, I can turn it on um, when needed. So what's your, what's your daily week look like? Like how many classes do you do per day? When's, when's the time where you can, you know, really relax, collect yourself, you know, make sure you eat and maybe, I don't know, relax, watch a movie, you know, stuff like that. Um, I love to teach in the morning. Um, I'm a morning person and I'm a mama. So I have two kids. So pre-COVID, I would take them to school and right after school, I would go straight to my classes. And uh, that was uh, before COVID, but now with, with, with COVID still here, our gyms are 50% capacity. So I've actually, as soon as the gyms reopened here in Texas uh, June 1st, I went immediately and volunteered um, to go back. So I, I did both. I would do the virtual and I would do live streams. I was actually, I'm sorry, virtual and in person. So actually much busier than before COVID too, because now I'm having to teach in person. We would get, you know, obviously with social distancing, we won't get 60 plus that we used to get in fitness, but um, I would teach in the morning and then in the afternoon I would record like around noon and record or live stream and then I would teach again in the evening. So there would be day, two days a week I would do three classes, two classes in studio, one virtual. Um, not every day though, because again, it's, it's tough on the body, but um, I teach basically six days a week. Okay, so what advice would you give someone that's not really a morning person, but they want to get with it, but they want to do, they want to do this training in the morning? Like, how do you do it? Because not everyone's a morning person. What makes you a morning right. person to do it, to, to actually to, to do it? No problem with me not being a morning person. And me and myself, there's days um, I'm not a morning person, you know, and so I would recommend to them is find the instructor, like for myself, I have students that just can't get up in the morning, and that's okay, especially now with work from home, right, you're not having to commute, so you don't really have to have that alarm set, and, and companies nowadays are very flexible, too, with, with work schedules, I tell them, um, my live streams are not necessarily, you got to be on right when I'm recording, what's great about it is pre-recorded, 
uh, workouts. And I offer to my students right now that are still not comfortable coming back to the gym. They subscribe to my virtual online classes. So I have a platform where all my classes are there. They're still seeing me just on a virtual platform and they can access it at night. So when I tell these people, you may not be a morning person, doesn't mean that you, you know, don't skip your workout. There's lots of options out there. For me, I offer these to my students virtual. I teach at night too. If they want to see me at night, if there's, you know, don't want to go to the gym yet, I offer night virtual classes. And they're the same classes you would get in person. I'm, they, you know, they're still getting instructor-led classes. My energy is the same. Um, I think interviewed any, any of my students, they'll tell you that, you know, I give them 100%, whether it's virtual or in studio. And with you being a mom, I'm sure there was a point where your kids maybe were always home where they were, you know, half school, half half virtual learning. You know, how was it like uh-huh. teaching classes with them home? Oh my goodness. Uh, I have I've had I have respect for teachers, but after this the shutdown, <laughs> I have a higher respect for teachers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was the greatest homeschool teacher. There might be a day I'm like, Oh, I told my husband, Oh, I need a mimosa <laughs> get me started. But it's not easy. And that's another thing because when, when the gym reopened, I'm like, Okay, I gotta teach and then I go rush home, take a shower and it's time to go to virtual school. It's like, okay, Second job of the day is, you know, teacher, and then after that, go to instructor again in, in the evening. But it was very difficult, very, very difficult. It just turned the switch from, you know, instructor and then, right, head home. Okay, what? And I have a seven-year-old. My, my 11-year-old is very um, self-sufficient. He's in sixth grade. Um, he would be finished, like, at 1 p.m., you know, Mom, I'm, I'm good. I, I did it. Um, and then my seven-year-old is more like, oh, okay, I'll sleep in until about 9.30, 9.45, <laughs> wait for mom, she's teaching in the morning. <laughs> mom has a class, she'll be home. So it was much harder with her. She was a second, she's a second grader when, when all this happened. And, you know, it's new for them too, right? It's like, okay, oh, why is mom? So it's definitely challenging. But you know what, it, it, you learn things from it, right? I'm one of those who just kind of... Um, Learn. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do. We're shut down. You just gotta adjust. Just like I did with the live stream. It's like I, I was still able to teach. So I'm very grateful that I was still able to teach and and reach my students in, in other you know other ways. And it's crazy, April, because my sister is actually um her. Her daughter, my niece, um, we live together, and she, she's doing, she's homeschooling, so she would tell me every day, and since I'm working from home, she, she would, she would be like, oh my god, like, what, can the schools reopen, because I live, because I live in Jersey, and all her schools are remote, she's like, oh my god, because my sister, before pre-pandemic, and it ties into this, she would go to the gym, she would do workouts. Um, but now with this whole, um, COVID, it's hard, and now she's not doing it anymore with this whole, um, with this whole virtual learning, so since you're also a mother, have you been able to, like, and you work six days a week, do you have a time frame of when you work, when, when you record and when you're, and when you don't, like, what's the, what's the perfect time frame for you? Oh, 
Oh man, so when I record, so the good thing is my husband's also work from home. And um, basically I would just record when he's on his lunch break. Like I said, I record right at noon. So he's on his lunch break. So I'm in my backyard or garage, depending on the weather. Um, Sundays I also record. So, you know, working six days a week, I do work on Sundays, but my husband helps with my kids or, or the grandparents, and I just record, and it is, you know, just trying to find that window um, of opportunity, and also with having my, back to your other question, having my husband home, he's always in the meeting, so, you know, having, making sure the kids are not making too much noise, um, having to teach, you know, even a simple thing of coming home from class, I make a protein shake, right, my Ninja Bullet. I'm literally blending my shake in the closet. In other words, there's a plug that not to bother my husband. Just something like that because he's in a meeting, you know. He, he, I, I go lock myself in the in the room, blend the shake, come back out, help my daughter. Okay, let's lunchtime, honey. Can you watch the kids? I'm going to go record tonight's class for the evening people once they get off work, virtual work. So you just have to adjust daily. It's different each day. Um, depending too on their, you know, what assignments my daughter, you know, she got a full load. Um, I may, I, and my students are very lenient too. I may, they may just do the same workout from my, what I recorded from last time, which is fine. And then knowing that they know there's a video coming their way, you know, later on in the week. So they were very flexible with me too, which is great. Well, definitely big shout out to your husband for being home also and, and helping when he can, um, I'm also sure that your oldest helps with your youngest if both of you aren't available, right? Yes, um, he is so smart. Um, he would uh, help her with, with her homework or mom is a, you know, teaching a class. He, he, I'd come home and say, well, my help um, Genevieve with her, with her schoolwork. It's just such a relief. See, this and, is why. You know, she, you know, it's mommy's still working. This is why it's so smart for parents to have two kids, right? You have the first one, you wait, you wait maybe, you know, three, four plus years. Then that way, yes, you know, planned it that way. In, in busy times, the oldest, the oldest can help, can help the young one. Now, it's been on, it's been on for 11 years, right? Shark Tank, we've all seen it. They make regular people's lives into their lives, you know, or an opportunity to get into their lives. With you having happy glutes, have you ever thought about trying that out, taking that role? Well, funny you brought that up because I actually had another business prior to this. So after I was an accountant for Ernst & Young, um, I, when my daughter was born in 2013, um, I started putting her in uh, designer clothing, not designer, I'd say, um, you know, a little bit boutique clothing. That's what I meant, boutique clothing. And then I, she ended up getting a following on social media, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to learn to sew on top of my, my job as an accountant. So I took sewing school. I actually went part-time in accounting just to be, you know, to help with her, taking care of her and going to sewing school, and I started sewing leggings, but it was my fabric choices, it was um, um, just kind of like my, my my style, and I started sewing, and her following, her mom, moms decided to buy the clothing. Well, 
forward, I was on a business trip in Chicago. A kid was training. And um, my friend who works for Zulily.com, I'm not even sure if they're around anymore. Have you heard of Zulily.com? Yes. Um, it's an online uh, store. They put in an order of, of, I kid you not, 250 pieces of what I, what I had sewn just because of what, it, what my social media or, or Genevieve's social media was buying. And, and you know there's no way I could sew 250 in the turntable, you know, the, the time they wanted. So I'm in Dallas, so it, we have manufacturing here. I hired a manufacturing company. We got the 250 out, and um, it was it was my um, like my close knit community online. We have a private buy sell trade group on Facebook, and it's these followings. And I brought it to Shark Tank um, back in I want to say 2014 or so. I was friends also with the lady that came up with the the baby car seat covering um, Milk Snob. I don't know if you guys have heard of Milk Snob. She is huge. She was out of Dallas, too. So we actually tried out together. Um, it's very hard to get in Shark Tank. It didn't, it didn't, you know, obviously come through for me. It doesn't, it, I still kept going. Uh, sales were great. First year was, was, was amazing. I just couldn't believe. The, just the power of social media is selling my clothing. So at that time, I was no longer sewing each item, which is great. So uh, I had my manufacturing company, company that, and then So Chill was the name of the company, S-E-W, Chill. Uh, my last name is Chill Code, so that's why I named it right. Chill, So Chill. Um, so that business, I ended up closing it in 2018 just because my daughter grew up, and you know, now that I'm in fitness, all she wants to wear is active wear. So um, that was 2018, and I just started Happy Glutes 2020, and um, I mean, potentially, I could, I could bring it you know, down the road, um, and, and pitch it that, you know, I, I wouldn't be uh, foreign to it. I'd be open to it too. So, um, maybe down the road I, I could pitch it to the sharks. Well, Hey Dallas, um, you know, yeah, it was a great experience. <laughs> well, Hey Dallas is a big Mark Cuban area. You know, he owns landmark theaters. Yeah. He owns the Mavericks, many, 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 many deals. And, uh, the last episode of shark tank, before the you know winter finale, one of the mm-hmm. one of the entrepreneurs, they 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 they've been trying seven years to get on the tank. Seven years, wow. right? Cause cause every year they have people do video submissions, and then if they pass that part, they 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 go to I guess a center where where they can pitch it into the producers and etc. And then they get their job, right? Um, I think mm-hmm. I think Lori Grenier is from Chicago. I'm not. She 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 she, she mostly does stuff for uh, QVC, but you know, yes. you know, never never stop trying because imagine if that person and I think that person got a deal. I'm not sure, but imagine if that person kept you know stopped after try. 20 in year three, you know, so sometimes there has to be that innovative person and you got that energy and most of the, most of the sharks, sometimes, sometimes they invest more in the people than the actual product. Mm -hmm. So you might be one to where they will say, Hey, April, because of you, here's what I'll offer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
Um, I love what I do. My ultimate goal eventually down the road, I'd love to own my own yoga studio and group fitness studio. Um, a lot of my students have already told me that. And also with Happy Glutes, it's the way I teach too. Um, there's a certain way that instructors teach, but it's very hard to to master. It's, um, not to get too technical on you, it's a two-count beat. Um, I have a dance background and a music background from college and high school, and it's keeping the beat, teaching on the beat, pre-cueing, um, presentation, musicality, all that ties into an instructor. When I'm auditioning an instructor, that's what I look for. Not just energy, but are they confident on the mic? Can they cue? Um, can they pre-cue? Pre-cue is when you're doing the current move and cueing the next cue, the next eight counts. So what I want want to do is have my own, hopefully, videos. You know, not only do I want to teach in my own studio, um, and but I want my own videos, too, where I can distribute. So that's one thing I, I could also, down the road, if I ever do pitch, is the way I teach. I would demonstrate to the sharks, hey, this is how I teach, you know how I've grown my classes. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is that you you know what it is with, with Dallas Mavericks like a, you you could you could help out the Cowboys and they could sure use some of your fitness because you know they got a whole bunch of injuries and you know but but hey listen you know what or maybe you know what don't 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 go for the Cowboys you know what the Cowboys are perfectly fine but the Dallas Mavericks on the other hand. They, they, they can use some. I think Mark Cuban, he, he can use you. I think you got to give Mark Cuban a call because I don't think you want to be with a guy like Jerry Jones who's a bit of a old weirdo. Mark Cuban is young, he's hip, and with your talent, you'll definitely help out Luka Doncic and Kristoff for a singing. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine just yoga? I would love to do yoga with, with either, either team would be great. Uh, I really believe in yoga for athletes, big time. And um, you know, my son does basketball. He, he is a coach, and he got, he, he um, is training to the for two years now. And, and yoga is a huge. It's huge. It, it, it'll help prevent injuries, flexibility, balance, uh, meditation. The hardest part for me, what I've seen in my classes for yoga, is these athletes can't stay still. They're already thinking, what's next? I'm going to do next, even for adults. I'm like, just relax. You know, clear the mind. And, and, and that's what yoga is also about. They can't sit still and, you know, fidgeting. Um, but, you know, it, it has many benefits. So, yes, I would love I would love that. I, I love Dallas. I've actually lived here for a while. I'm a huge, um, you know, MFL, MSFL, uh, NBA. Um, I've watched sports since I was, gosh, nine I'm from the Philippines, by the way. I was born there, um, age nine. Oh, wow. We're grouped here, yes. So I have two brothers, and my dad, I mean, we watch. I had no control of the TV remote, so I watched, <laughs> I watched you know, back when, what, was it Pippin, Reggie Miller, Steve Kerr? I know a little bit more than a typical, um, <laughs> uh, you know, lady that I, I really love basketball. I really do. Um, I don't get too technical as far as calling it place, but I, the 90s was, I remember just, you know, the memories. And, my, and then when the Cowboys were winning, my dad would run up down the street with the Cowboys flag. The whole street would be partying, you know, when we weren't winning Super Bowls. So all that is just, I, I have it, you know, I just, it's priceless. And I, you know, I just love, I just love sports. I probably love NBA more than NFL, you know, but I love both. 
and those are just the two sports that, that I really enjoy. Well, well, I will. Well, I will tell you this. Um, we don't we we don't need Dallas winning anymore. So their parties are fine. They had the, it was great. It was great in the nineties. Like I was a kid. I don't I don't remember that. But but, but but basketball. Here's the most important question, April. And there's no wrong answers. You've seen Jordan and Miller and all the greats, and now you're seeing LeBron. Who is the goat? It's not defending anyone. It's all about it's all about errors, and you know what? Anytime you want to see those cowboy memories, just fire up the VCR. You know, put in the tapes. Put in the tapes labeled, uh, you know, old Super Bowls. Nick, 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 they don't make VCRs anymore. They don't make VCRs anymore. VCRs are extinct. Well. You guys remember that one play that Reggie Miller did? I don't know what game it was. It, they were down six. I, I can't remember. I, I remember that game. You talk about, you talk about him. Yes, I, I, as a Knicks fan, I would like to forget that game, but I remember exactly the game you're talking about. It was the 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals between the Pacers and the Knicks. And Reggie Miller scored eight points in six seconds, and the That's Knicks it. lost that series in seven. I remember that game. I was angry at that game, and then, and that was awful because I, even though I was like five years old, I remember screaming at the TV like, like you know, like I hate that guy. You stink. You're terrible. So yes, um, I like to forget. How did that happen? Because the Knicks stink. Because the New York Knicks are an abomination. That's why it happens. Come on, James. Tell her about the series. Tell her. And you know what? 
Jerry Jones' ego has cost the Cowboys a chance to be a good franchise. And until Jerry Jones relinquishes control and let his son run the team, it's always going to be how it is. So until Jerry Jones realized that, let me stick to business and let my son actually build the team, then it's going to be how it is. Yeah. I mean, it has to be that's the only thing that's left. I mean, we switched the coach. You know, last year we're all about, oh, it's the coach, it's the coach. And, I mean, I, I, we can't say all that, obviously, now. So, I mean, what other factor is left? But, yeah, this, it's, it's, I miss the excitement. I, I really do. And then with the whole COVID thing, I'm like, really? So, <laughs> I mean, you never know. Any, any, anything is possible. Um, so you are a woman, and you also are a sports fan. So when you, when you post pictures, or when you talk about sports, or when you go to a game, do you prepare yourself for the idiots that will comment about you? Or try to say that you don't know what you're talking about, or just show their sexism, you know? I have experience. Okay, let me. One example is the casino, right? You go to a casino, perfect example, Vegas. Um, I'm a blackjack player, my husband taught me. And I'm an accountant, so I'm good at math. I memorize how to play blackjack. Not cheating or card counting, but just how to, you know, when to split, when to double, and all that. So, back to your question, I was in Vegas, and the $25 table, and there's five guys there, just pre-COVID, of course, sitting at the last seat. As soon as I sit, I get eye rolls. As soon as I sit, eye rolls. Oh, she's going to mess up the deck. She don't know how to play. She sat at the wrong table. Well, of course, you know, they, they were wrong. I knew what to do, and they were asking me in the middle, like, oh, should I split? Should I double? And I just look at them, like, weren't you the one just rolling your eyes at me as soon as I sat down and you want me to help you? <laughs> so I, that's just one example. And then with, 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 with sports, yes, the, the comments, like, what do you know? It's just like judging a book by the cover. I, I really, you know, you, they don't think. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't take it personally. Like I said, again, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. But um, you just kind of just shake it off. Just keep doing me. You know, you know, just keep doing me. You know what is April? It's always the loser people with who doesn't even have an account or doesn't even like have like an ass who has like less than who has less than a thousand like follow, no less than a hundred followers who wants to say some things to get quick to be he's just doing it for attention. Hey, listen, let me say ignorant comment so I can rally people up. So, so I can get my 15 minutes of fame. And that's what it is. It comes from a place of ignorance. And it comes from a place where it's like, people get offended when a woman knows a lot more than men. Because let's face it, women are clearly, are smart. They are, they're intelligent. They are cunning. They are, they, they, they are methodical. They, they think things out. So women all know a lot more than what people give them credit for. And when you have loser guys making loser comments, they think that, you know, they want to hold up their pride. Like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. She don't know what she's talking about. She's a girl. So, you know, it comes to a place like nice. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, he's probably going to be a 50-year-old guy who still lives with his mom, who 
who's eating chips off of his back, who's probably on his iPad, on, you know, looking like, hey, 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 mom, I need some chips. Like, hey, I gotta go make some comments on Twitter. I need to get Twitter famous. That's just how it is. I, one thing, though, I, 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 I try not to be, you know, I'm, I'm just overall nice person. I wouldn't be rude to them. I kind of just let them talk, you know, and then, just, again, just do me, right? And I just, you know, I just kind of had to let them roll their eyes, let them whisper. And me and, you know, the, the dealer, dealer knew. I think he even knew, like, oh, she's going to show you up, you know, and I just played the game. And, you know, I just don't, I don't. You know, I don't believe in ending rude back. Just, just let them be. You know, let them be wrong. They'll see. So with the whole comments of the sports, you know, it's it just in one year and out the next. It is what it is. You're going to get it here and there. So, you know, with with the vaccines possibly coming soon, um, you know, do you think by maybe June or July you'll be able to stop doing videos and start getting back in the studio? That's a good question. I'm probably still going to be doing videos because some of my virtual subscribers had had to move away because of COVID, either job change, um, they lost their job, and they had to relocate. Um, I'll still continue it as long as you know there's a demand for it. Um, I'll, I'll continue serving my students. I, I have enough videos to... And my students are very, again, very flexible. They don't need something new each time, you know. Um, there's enough videos out, out there from other platforms that they can continue. So um, a lot of my subscribers are not in town. Unless they find something, you know, that they like in their city and, and, and they decided to do that, then that's fine too. But I can always turn it on if need be. Like, you need a workout, here it is. You know, I'm available. That's, that's the great thing about social media too is I'm able to reach them. They don't necessarily have to be here. I have a student in New Jersey, actually. Hey, shout out hey. to New Jersey. <laughs> shout out to New Jersey. You know, the cooler state. Not like that other state in New York. Like, New Jersey right. is where it's at. See, 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 listen, April, I've been trying to tell Nick that New Jersey is where it's at. Because he's a New Yorker, and New Yorkers are rude people. It's all about Jersey. New Jersey's where it's at. <laughs> I have a, a aunt that's in New Jersey. Um, do you guys have a big Filipino community there, Asian? Yes, we do. We do. We do actually. Um, okay. There is um there there are certain parts of New Jersey. Um, I don't remember the town off the top of my head that has a huge Filipino community. In fact, a couple of my really good friends are Filipino. Awesome! I love just a city that's just diverse. You know, and that's partly why we chose Dallas. Um, I love the diversity here. Absolutely. Yeah, um, up in the Northeast, it's a huge melting pot. There's no, um, there's no one, um, specific, like, type of, like, race where it's not, like, this ethnicity. It's not that ethnicity. Everything is mixed. Everything is mixed and diverse. And, again, like, a couple of my really good, I have a couple of really good friends that are Filipino and they're and they are delightful and they're delightful and they are huge, huge sports fans. So and they love yeah, basketball is huge in the Philippines. Very big Hold in the Philippines. And as far as you basketball. said that, I gotta ask this I gotta ask this question since, since this is actually important. 
one of the like um the legacy of the, of the late Kobe Bryant, and I know that um um for what he stands for and him giving back, especially with women's basketball. Um, was Kobe also big in the Philippines as well? Because I know he was big in China, but what about in the Philippines? Oh, he was huge. Did you, did you see that mural that was drawn overnight? Yes. That was in the Philippines. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, Philippines is a country that is um, very open to the U.S. Uh, we mimic, you know, we, we love the U.S. We, we, if you are an American visiting, my husband's uh, Greek-American, so when, he, when I first took him to the Philippines, they're, they're, we're very friendly people. You could be dirt poor. And Filipinos are still, they're still smiling because they make the best of what they have. And um, we love the, you know, we love the U.S. So, yes, Kobe was was loved, still loved there. And, um, you know, basketball, I would say basketball is the biggest sport that we embrace back home. That's awesome. Um, have you took your kids to the Philippines? Not yet, not because Genevieve is still seven, and so um, we're waiting for her to be able to enjoy that 18-hour flight. <laughs> I, I plan on, on taking them to soon, hopefully. I can't wait. Uh, one one of the things that, that that Philippines is big on is, that it's all, like you said, basketball is big, but I also noticed with Philippines, you also... You also love sports as a way for people to to like embrace. Is that something you like embrace like culture, family, togetherness? Is that something you you do when it comes to like your, your when it comes to yoga? Because it seems like you take a lot of the concepts you get from Philippine traditions and you kind of use them in your yoga training. Yes. Yeah, so like for basketball, um, you know, you go to a Filipino get-together get or gathering, and, and there's always some sports that, that's on, um, family, community. Um, yoga, not only yoga, but group fitness, is community. It's connecting. So let's say you get a mom there taking a class, and they meet other moms, they become friends. And then, you know, next week, if, if one friend doesn't show up, that other person will call that person up, hey, everything Okay. You know, because it, we become family. It, it's a routine. You don't see someone, you worry. Like, where's this person at? You know, so group fitness, yoga, um, definitely in the community aspect of it embraces what the Philippines and its culture is about. Definitely, that, for that's, sure. That's awesome. Like, here, if, you know, we don't know each other, like, I only know maybe two of my neighbors, no, three of my neighbors really well, and it's like, if you don't see someone for a couple of days, okay, maybe they're working, maybe they're sick, maybe they're on vacation, maybe, you know, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's very, very different, and an 18-hour flight would be a lot of movies, I, <laughs> if there are a lot of movies or one really long nap, oh yeah, yeah, a lot of podcasts too, oh. or podcasts. A lot, a lot of podcasts. Um, what? How long have you been, and what do you do with D two ten sports? Okay, so D two ten sports. Just I just actually started with them just a couple weeks ago. Um, the uh, Vernon Hadnot is the CEO and, and owner. Um, he's been following myself on social media, and we, we spoke fitness, and he was at home and wanted to learn how to work out at home and uh, and again like you he felt the energy 
through, you know, my energy with, with my students and my motivation. And I get a lot of, you know, messages like, April, I just saw your post and I was going to skip my workout, but I saw your post, so I'm at the gym now. That just, like, hits home to me. And so Vernon reached out to me. He's like, how would you um, like to do a segment for my show twice a month? We would film at your, um, in your gym, wherever you work out, wherever you, you want to film. And it would be a 30-minute, you know, his crew would come out and we'd do a two-minute segment video talking about yoga maybe one day, maybe squats another day, stretching, um, any kind of topic that would benefit his audience and inspire his audience to keep moving, especially with this pandemic. Um, so that's how it that came about, is that he reached out to me and how he can reach his audience, not just through sports, but through fitness, too. What do what do you think about, what do you think about, like, um, because cause obviously with sports, there's a lot of injuries, and we always, and I always say, because as a Yankee fan, when I see Aaron Judge get, get injured, I'm always like, mm-hmm. if, if you can teach our players yoga and let them be more flexible, he would be having less injuries. So, was it so, have you ever gotten, like, any, any, any team or anyone saying that, like, to use to be a yoga instructor, because I feel like these athletes, especially baseball athletes, are relying so much on working out and being monsters where they just need to learn how to be damn flexible. Yes. I get a lot of pushback whenever, you see even in the gym, the, the gentlemen that it will be lifting. I'm like, that's all they do. I'm like, well, what do you do to stretch? They come in, they warm up. They, they lift, and then they're out. I'm like, well, what do you do for cool-down stretch? And same with my fitness classes. I tell, you know, they're they're so eager to go to the next thing, to the next thing. Like, did you cool down? Did you stretch? Okay, if you didn't stretch, are you going to stretch at night? I tell people it takes five minutes, five to ten minutes. You know, grab a yoga video, or here are stretches we do in class. Do it at home. You know, because we're such a busy age now, right? Just we, we, we forget. To, to slow down, and I get a lot of pushback. Oh, yo, that's not for me. That's too slow for me. I'll fall asleep, or I don't need to stretch. I'm good. You know, I, I get that a lot. And then, and then the ones that do try it, like they see that the performance in the gym, lifting, uh, has, you know, has improved. Um, mental has improved too. Again, you learn to just like bringing back to the you know the the comments you would get maybe from the the opposite sex. You know, you learn to kind of not react. Right, you, 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 someone offend you, you say, you, you think about what you're going to say next. Yoga teaches that to, to be able to, the meditation that, that helps you not to react or, you know, or say things that you didn't mean. So definitely, I, I see a lot of just a pushback on, on yoga, but it, it has really benefits, and I hope that, you know, whoever's listening, I hope they, they get inspired to try it, because I was one of those, actually, you know, what, what brought me to yoga was I, I was doing classes and lifting, I needed to do something that can kind of slow down my pace, slow down my routine, and that's how I got into yoga, now I love it, I, be, I love it so much, I became an instructor of it. So trying your things, you know, you, you never know what, what benefits. You, you can get out of something, something new. Um, I'm just saying, before you get to wrap it, if you need a podcast to listen to, listen to our podcast. Hopefully that can help you with that 18 hour podcast. So, so shameless plug, but we're going to plug ourselves. So, before we get you out of here, 
I'm going to ask you some rapid fire. You ready? What is the best part of, or what is the, what is the best joy you get out of from doing yoga instructors? The best part is meeting different people. Absolutely amazing to meet many people from different different aspects of life. That is the best thing, connecting. Who is your favorite NBA athlete of all time? I'm going to have to say Reggie Miller because of that one game. <laughs> But no, he's amazing. He's amazing. How dare you? You are cool. Awesome answer. Awesome answer. And you have to remind me of one of the most painful things I've ever seen. Who is your favorite football athlete of all time? Football athlete. Oh, that's a tough one. Currently, okay, I love Patrick Mahomes. She's a, uh, it was in kickboxing 20 years ago. Um, I met her at Valley's. She took me to all these fitness competitions, and I saw another world of fitness, how these athletes prepare for a stage. Um, she's going to be my biggest mentor. She taught me how to, to eat right, not just how to exercise in, in the world of group fitness, but overall how these – it is a sport, how these athletes train themselves and set themselves for stage. For, for those sports. I'd have to say my, my kickboxing instructor, her name is Lisa, um, and that was at Bally's, man, like 20 years ago. <laughs> Time flies. And, and last question, who do, you, who do you think is gonna win the NBA championship? Gotta go with my Mavs. I believe with my Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not an MFFL, right, if I didn't say that? Garland, Saxby, Wiley, um, come take a class. 
on me, you know, come come see me and try group fitness class or a yoga class. Well, we like that, and oh, when this when this pandemic is over, me and James will get out to Dallas, and we'll come chill with you and your family, and uh, do some yoga, yes. get some get some pliability, you know, and uh, you know it was it was amazing. Talking I'll make you to some you. Filipino food too. Hey, even better! Oh, I, will, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will never turn down a free meal. Listen, and, and, and April, listen, if, 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 you, if you welcome us to our home, you gotta take us to a Dallas Mavericks game. <laughs> you gotta take us to a Dallas Mavericks game. I know, the section two, that would be perfect for it to sit. I, lo- I, I love it. Perfect. So. I haven't been well, to Dallas in about. No problem, always, no always. Take care. Well, Mark, you heard it here first. We never been to a Mavs game. So not only would you get to network with April, you get to meet us, we get to meet you, we get to root on the Mavs and watch Luca go crazy. Maybe fate will have it that it's the Mavs versus the Knicks and Luca can just go 60, 60 plus points all over and maybe spike and maybe Luca could just go choking the spike, and we can reinteract that Reggie Miller game, cause Miller was like three, steal, three, and then he was like choking, and Spike was, and Spike was like no, no, but but I think that was awesome, you know. She 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 badmouthed the Knicks so much that that one second of mentioning Mahomes, it didn't even bother me because it was literally two seconds worth of mentions so that part is super super cool